Hello you guys, it's Katie and welcome back to another episode of Crime and Crochet. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the case of the toolbox killers. So just a little trigger warning before we get into this. This case does involve topics of rape, kidnapping, and murder of teenage girls. So if you are sensitive to those topics, you may want to skip out on this episode. But with that, let's just get straight into this case. Lawrence Bittiger and Roy Norris were the two men behind the toolbox killings. And Lawrence was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on September 27th of 1940. And Roy was born on February 5th of 1948 in Greenlee, Colorado. Lawrence was born to parents that did not want any children, so he was given up for adoption after he was born. And his adopted parents, Mr. and Mrs. George Bittaker, adopted him as a baby and his father worked in the aviation industry, so they ended up moving all across the U.S. as he was a kid. The first time he ever got into any serious trouble was at 12 years old when he was caught shoplifting. Despite him having a super high IQ, he just considers school something that he does not want to do. So in 1957, he ends up dropping out of high school. And by that point, him and his parents were living in California. When he dropped out, not shortly after that, he was arrested for theft, a hit and run, and evading arrest. And he was imprisoned in the California Youth prison until he was 18 years old and when he was released at 18 he actually discovered that his adopted parents had disowned him and moved to another state so that's kind of the backstory behind Lawrence and as far as Roy's childhood he was born out of wedlock so his parents were not married and at the time of course that was taboo so He would kind of go back and forth between living with his parents and being in foster care. His father worked at a scrapyard and his mother was a housewife that was unfortunately on drugs. So he would repeatedly get taken out of the home and get put back into the home throughout his whole childhood. His parents were pretty abusive and actually disowned him and his sister at the age of 16 and a year after that he ends up dropping out of school and joins the navy so he was stationed in san diego and even served in the vietnam war a couple years later and after that he was honorably discharged from the navy and went on with his life Lawrence and Roy both got caught up in a lot of different offenses, some to do with sexual battery, rape, all kinds of stuff like that throughout their lives and before they ended up killing 
So the two of them were in prison in California at the same time, and that is how they met. And in October of 1978, Lawrence was released from prison, and three months after, in January of 1979, Roy was released as well. So once Roy was released, he ended up getting a letter from Lawrence, and that's how they got back in contact and started becoming friends in the outside world. So basically, the two men met up shortly after the letter was sent, and they were talking back and forth, and they went to a hotel and kidnapped and raped the first girls, and at this point, they got a silver van and started driving around and picking up girls that were hitchhiking. They actually picked up over 20 women that were hitchhiking, and they didn't do anything to these women. They actually just considered these women a test run to see if they could do more and maybe even possibly assault these women or kill them in this van that they had gotten. Their first victim ended up being 16-year-old Lucinda Schaefer, and they abducted and killed her on June 24th of 1979. So she was actually leaving her church, and they saw her around 7.40 p.m. that night and decided that she was going to be their first victim that they killed. So they ended up wrapping her body in a plastic shower curtain and threw her over a steep canyon in the area that they killed her. The majority of the victims were tortured and killed with things like ice picks, sledgehammers, different things that you would find inside a household toolbox. So that is where the name the toolbox killers came from. And apparently Roy even voiced concerns to Lawrence that he was afraid that they would find her. And Lawrence said, quote, the animals would eat her up so there wouldn't be any evidence left. Which is really super sad. Now, I'm going to skip a few of the victims just for time's sake. I'm not going to get into every single one of them, but just know they did kill at least five girls. In November of 1979, Roy actually became reacquainted with a friend named Joseph Jackson, who was in prison with him as well, and he opened up to him and told him that he had murdered five girls, told him a lot of details of what him and Lawrence had done, and thank goodness Joseph confided this information in an attorney, and that attorney told him to inform the authorities about it. So he did just that. So they had a detective look into this, and they realized that there were missing 
reports for these teenage girls and that the story added up even though they hadn't found any bodies yet I guess because they were dumping them over the canyon and in places that were kind of hard to find it made it difficult for these girls bodies to be found but the story did line up so of course they continued to investigate so once the police had linked Roy and Lawrence to one of the rapes they actually put them under surveillance and a few days later they observed them dealing marijuana so they were able to arrest them for a parole violation because of course after you've been in prison you're not allowed to be doing that and eventually they ended up confessing to the crimes that they had done so in order to not get the death penalty or life without parole roy decided to plead guilty and testify against lawrence so he pled guilty to four counts of first degree murder one count of second degree murder two counts of rape and one count of robbery so he was sentenced to 45 years to life of imprisonment with the eligibility of parole in 2010 and lawrence on the other hand on april 24th of 1980 was arraigned for 29 charges of rape, kidnapping, and murder. And in addition, he was also charged with criminal conspiracy, possession of a firearm, all kinds of other counts. And Lawrence ends up being sentenced to death. And in the event of that sentencing being reversed, meaning they find the death penalty unconstitutional in that state then his sentence would be 199 years so of course that is a long time to live so both of them end up dying in prison roy ends up dying on february 25th of 2020 and he was 72 and lawrence ends up dying on December 13th of 2019 and that made him 79 years old. So that is about all for this case. It's a real creepy one but that is just like the majority of cases that we cover on this podcast. But with that I am now going to share the crochet pattern for this week. So the crochet pattern for this week is the Halloween snail crochet pattern by Crochet by Kelsey G on Etsy and that is Crochet by Kelsey on Instagram and Kelsey is spelled K-E-L-S-I-E and these are a super cute pattern that are beginner friendly and can be found on her etsy shop so if you guys are interested in checking those out you can again check out her instagram and her etsy shop or like always i include a picture of the crochet pattern on my instagram which is at crime and crochet and i also tag the person and include a link to their pattern 
So if you guys want to find all the information on this episode, as well as my sources and pictures from this episode, all of that in one place is on Instagram at Crime and Crochet. So again, this is a really cute pattern and I think you all should check it out because it is so cute. But that is it for this week and I hope you all have enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime and Crochet. I hope you have enjoyed. If you did, the best way you can help me out is leaving a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you guys want to check out more information, such as the crochet pattern I shouted out in this episode, the case, my sources, and more information on the podcast, you can check out at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. And if you want some more crime and crochet related content, you can also check out the Reddit page that I started for the podcast, r slash crime and crochet. With that, I hope you guys will tune in to the next episode next Saturday of Crime and Crochet. And make sure that you are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims that we talk about each week. And with that, goodbye, y'all.